This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Observation, not a complaint, but it is hot out there. It is hot. Holy smokes, is it hot? And uh, we're going to get another day of hot weather. Reprieve on the weekend. Still going to be nice, though. But football game, 22, 23 degrees. Always on game day, there's a chance of rain or a thunderstorm. But just do your due diligence. Check it out. And then it's a 5 o'clock start right here on 630 Chad Elks and Red Blacks with the, the uh, countdown to kickoff beginning at 3.30, but uh, yeah, you know, check the weather. Let's be a little hearty, even in <laughs> potentially wet and rainy weather. I know the last two home games we've had, uh, or two out of three home games, we've had weather delays, but you know, it's still going to be nice. But man, next week, you look at those, look at those temperatures. I mean, it's back to school week for many, uh, for many uh, parents and kids. Like it's, it's nuts. It's going to be like almost 30 or at 30. Ridiculous ridiculously good though again complaint not a complaint an observation even though clearly i'm debating that in my own head clearly <laughs> i'm down in the basement studio and uh, happy for that because uh, it is much cooler down here although you can tell when it's uh with this hot that uh you can definitely feel it it can it's a little sticky at times so but uh we got a football game coming up and uh, tonight we have the start of week 12. A pretty great matchup for the final Thursday night football of the season, although I believe it is. Um, but as the uh, as far as the... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The main schedule of uh, Thursday night games, it's pretty much done. We won't see this every week anymore. As accust- as we're accustomed to in the Canadian Football League, as we move from August to September and we see more doubleheaders and tripleheaders and maybe the odd Sunday game smattering here there uh, just because we have the NFL starting, of course, in a, in a couple of weeks. But the uh, great matchup tonight, Winnipeg Blue Bombers 9-1, and taking on the 6-3 and Calgary Stampeders who have Jake Merritt quarterback. Not Bo Levi Mitchell. 
And I know uh, Brendan Escott, and thanks to Brendan to, or last night for filling in uh, for uh, for myself. And I'm filling in for Reed Wilkins, who is uh, taking a couple weeks off. Well-deserved. He'll be back in the big chair on Monday. But, uh, yeah, Bo Levi Mitchell taking to uh, Instagram, I believe, to uh, voice his displeasure and yet commitment to the Stampeders and commitment to Jake Mayer and helping him succeed which, you know, I kind of thought was a little strange myself, but, yeah, whatever. I mean, he may play tonight. You never know. Uh, you never know. But an interesting matchup tonight uh, for sure. The Bombers, who have already beaten the Stampeders twice, we'll see if they can do it three times. Interesting scheduling. They've played three times already. We'll talk about interesting scheduling with Natea J, former Edmonton football uh, team receiver. Also played for the Argos at one time. He's the Argos a color analyst on the radio broadcast, TSN 1050, uh, host of the All Ball pro- podcast as well, and um, does everything. I mean, he's an analyst on the Raptors broadcast. What doesn't he do? What doesn't he do? So we'll talk to him about uh, some interesting storylines. Nathan Rourke going down, quarterback changes. The subpar quarterback play was pointed out by Derek Taylor, if your name isn't Nathan Rourke or Zach Caleros this year. And yet we've had exciting games, so we'll dive into all of that with uh, Natea Jay. Jays are in action tonight. They are taking on the Boston Red Sox, looking for the sweep. It's 2-2 in the top of the third inning. The Jays holding down the second wildcard spot. Half game up on the Seattle Mariners, who are in the third spot, and the Jays are one game behind the Tampa Bay Rays for the uh, first wildcard spot. Of course, still any more teams into the playoff picture. 780-496-0063. That is the hotline number, and that hotline number is presented by Certainty Pro's Choice for Roofing, Siding, Drywall, Insulation, and Ceiling Systems. Certainty Pro all the way. So the Elks practice today, uh, final full practice, level will walk through tomorrow, and then they'll play the Ottawa Red Blacks on Saturday. So as far as the injury report is, con- is concerned, Manny Arsenault, of course, will not play. Six-game injured list with that high ankle sprain. Tony Washington will not play with a neck injury. We don't know if he's on the one-game injured list or the six-game. So we'll find that out tomorrow morning. David Beard is back after being in COVID protocol. And uh, Jalen Marshall, who I was kind of hoping we would see in the lineup, uh, and he had some consideration for the uh, spot vacated by Manny Arson. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I mean, Levy Noel was practicing in that spot for – you know, number of reps this week. Uh, he may be the uh, the the man that's in the lineup that would give the Canadian or the uh, Elks two Canadian receivers along with uh, Chris Osikusi. But uh, Jalen Marshall's out with a knee injury, which is too bad because he uh, was signed back. I thought one of the better players in training camp from the offensive side of things and even from the return side of things. Um, and he tweaked his knee and was uh, limited uh, Tuesday. Wednesday and did not practice today. So he is out. So we'll see what happens. I think Christian Salisbury will come back into the lineup. Uh, when I say come back in, I mean, he, he was here in training camp then released and another player who I thought had a good training camp, 172 kickoff return yards in two games. So we'll get the depth chart and roster tomorrow and things will be a lot clearer. But we know there'll be two changes, well, three really on the offensive line. Uh, David Beer coming back in at center. That'll shift Mark Cordy back to right guard. So basically that's two right there. Then you got Martez Ivy at left tackle, three. And then Andrew Garnett at, f- at uh, right tackle. So that's four changes. 
which would uh, concern one Blake Dermott, (laughs) former offensive lineman, two-time Grey Cup champion for the Edmonton football team. And uh, he, uh, you know, that's something you worry about, you know, is a lot of O-line changes. Didn't bite him yet last week because you had Cordy moving from guard to center, did very well. Thomas Jackardilla came in at right guard, did very well. Tony Washington goes down. Then you have to kind of shift things around. That's why Ivy moved from right to left. And he does say left is my better side than right. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, Intriguing with the Patrick Kane rumors to Edmonton. I want to touch on this for a few minutes. And we know uh, that Bob Stoffer's been talking about this. We know Brendan Escott talked about it last night with Bob. And, you know, there's a little bit more speculation and, kind of along the same lines of what Bob was hinting at yesterday, and I'll get specific in a moment, but uh, always love Jack Michaels. I'm sure we'll have him on the show very, very soon. And by the way, Kellen Kennedy, uh, nice to uh, nice hey. to have you along again tonight. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you, Davey. One, one month today, the first Oilers preseason game. Oh. That's pretty juicy, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> love it. Love it. And that's the that's the first preseason game proper, right? We're not talking like the rookie camp or anything nope. along those lines. That's I know that's its own different animal, but if we're talking preseason proper, yeah. Winnipeg coming to town, right? Hmm. Yeah, Winnipeg Should coming to town. So yeah. that'll be that'll be a lot of fun for mm-hmm. sure. And yes, there will be a Penticton tournament this year. The, uh, right. the, the that the, you know, the rookie tournament. So that'll take place what about uh you know a week, ten days prior, I guess. Yeah, probably uh, in a couple in of weeks it kicks off, I think, something like that. Yeah. So the hockey news is going to start to trickle in uh, a little bit more. And, you know, we had Ken Holland on this show with Reed. We've had Ken Holland with Bob Stoffer and Oilers now as well. Hint that this is the quiet time, and it's still fairly quiet. But after Labor Day, that things will start to pick up. You may see more deals. And Patrick Kane, this is one to watch. But Jack Michaels, yeah, uh, should the Oilers go pursue this idea of having Pat Kane on their roster? Well, you'd be foolish not to. I mean, if, if Patrick Kane is in play, you can't just say, well, no, I'm not interested. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's not like the guy is, you know, 40 and has tailed off or even, you know, younger than that and has had a series of seasons where the ability seems in, in steep decline. Uh, I feel like Kane's production, in spite of the wins and losses lately, has been right there. I, I haven't seen much of a fall off. And he is, you know, playing with some guys that, you know, quite frankly, their ability does not match that of his own. Uh, I think you have to take a look. Uh, this guy still isn't even 34 yet. He is tough to hit. He has not been injury-prone, Bob. It, it's not like, you know, you're taking on a guy who's coming off a, a major injury or a series of injury-plagued seasons where he's missed a number of games. This guy has been durable. He's been productive. And by all accounts, in our conversations with Duncan Keith, you know, a very good teammate. So why? Why wouldn't he fit in, and why wouldn't you investigate whether you could find a way to fit him in? On a bad hockey team last year, Patrick Kane played 78 games, 26 goals, 66 assists, 92 points. Had 31 power play points. That's pretty good. That's pretty good still. Now, 
according to Elliot Friedman on the 32 Thoughts podca- uh, podcast with uh, Jeff Merrick, who we've had on the show uh, several times, uh, they both went into how Chicago is really in heavy rebuild mode. And, you know, we had Derek Van Deest on a couple nights ago, and basically, you know, what he's hearing is the Hawks really would like to unload as many assets as they can. Uh, Keen and Taves obviously are on the top of that list, but it's a little more delicate. It, it's not like they're going to say, hey, hey, Patrick, hey, Jonathan, we're going to trade you here, and that's all there is to it. Bye. It's not going to work that way. First of all, is Chicago ready to do it? They've been adamant that they're not going to uh, trade Kane or Taves or Seth Jones unless those players come to them. What makes more sense for Patrick Kane? Picking somewhere now or waiting during the season to see who's good. I think that's one of the things that's kind of been discussed here by both the team and the player. Do we do it now or do we wait to see who's good? I think option B might be the preferred option. So he's got one more year at $10.5 million before he becomes an unrestricted free agent. And uh, the Oilers have not much cap space, even if two players in Oscar Clefbaum and Mike Smith go on LTIR. Now, if you do it during the season, then, you know, that makes more economic sense. The thing is, Patrick Kane is probably going to want, as Elliot hinted, the lay of the land. You know, who's good at the time? So, and it's when, when do you do it? I mean... Is it before December 1st? Is it before February 1st? I'm not sure when the trade deadline is this year. Or do you wait right up to the trade deadline? What is it going to cost you? So it's it's not easy. How much salary will be retained? Will there have to be a third team involved, as was talked about last night with uh, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott? So they kind of take on, you know, more of that salary. But why wouldn't you go all in on Patrick Kane as much as, you know, whatever all in means? Is that we're talking in this manner. You know, we're not talking about, hey, which third line player, which fourth line player, second pair, third pair defenseman. You know, still talking about that. And, you know, not to say that a player of that ilk isn't going to get signed or traded for or whatever. I mean, there's still a lot of movement here. And then right now the Oilers are over the cap, but it's nice to talk in this way because I think right now I would agree with the uh, notion that the Oilers are Stanley cup contenders and this would definitely put them over the top for, to, to cement it. So it's, it's fun to talk in these terms and it's not like Patrick Kane can't play. And, you know, Jack Michaels hinted two points, 92 points last season. Ben Pope, Chicago Tribune, covers the Hawks. Says Patrick Kane is still at the top of his game. I would say he is. I mean, we've seen Taves decline so much, but Kane really has not. I mean, he he's maybe not exactly the player he was in 2011, 2012, 2013, but he's pretty close to that. He's still a great passer, uh, has great vision, uh, has great stick handling. Um, he's still an elite first-line winger in this league. I mean, he's, he's, $10.5 million is his salary cap hit this last year of his contract, and, and he's pretty much worth that even 
in at this age. So, um, I mean, when they do trade him, they're going to hope to get a lot of value back because he is definitely going to be one of the better players in the league, even on a terrible team, even now in his mid-30s. So for now, I think we could park the Kane rumors or put it in the back burner is probably the better way of looking at it. But this is something that is going to be a storyline until something happens with Patrick Kane. And the Oilers are interested, and I think there's going to be discussions with the Hawks, and the Hawks will have discussions with a number of teams. That's pretty exciting stuff as we get to the end of uh, August here and get into the early part of September when uh, when action starts to happen. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 630 Chad. Also, some uh, quotes from Leon Dreisaitl on the 32 Thoughts podcast I thought I'd share about his uh, high ankle sprain suffered in the first round, game six in LA against the Kings when uh, he and Mikey Anderson were engaged in, in a little scuffle and really, you know, Anderson took him down not so nicely. And he said, after the game, I was trying to push off. I just had no pop, no jump. I was getting frustrated with it because I was like, I can't beat guys. I don't know what to do now. I just had to change my game a little bit, slow it down even more, if that's even possible. And it said, it kind of showed me that there's a way I can become better in a way, doing almost uh, doing almost less. When you're healthy, you try and play your best and you try and play with speed, try and play fast. I didn't have that to my game, so I tried to find a way to be productive in a different way. And I thought I did a pretty good job of that. I mean, you know, from game seven on, all Drysaddle did was put up two goals and 22 assists in 10 games. He couldn't really move. I mean. Yeah, not bad for a guy with front leg. <laughs> no, no kidding. And like, I was there game four of the Western Conference final where the Oilers got swept. And Leon Drysaddle, for a guy who had no ability to really move, Boy, did the Avalanche respect him, and he burned him for assists. I mean, he was mm-hmm. good that game. He was really, really good for a guy that couldn't move. I mean, that, that's just that's just how out of this world he is. And I don't think Leon Dreisaitl gets the respect around the league that he should. I think he is. Honestly, I, I believe he's a top five player. I honestly believe that. So, interesting stuff for sure. Lots of interesting things in the Canadian Football League, and a guy who is uh, great to talk to about it, Matei Ajay. You'll hear from him next on Inside Sports. Campbell in for Wilkie this week. 